go back to our main text. James chapter 5, verse 16. James 5, 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. My focus is on the second part. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Tell your neighbor, your prayers avail much. Tell them like you believe it, your prayers avail much. Tell them again like you believe it, your prayers avail much. The NIV says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Tell your neighbor, your prayers are powerful and effective. Now, in case they're looking around, look at them and say, you are the righteous person I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I know, when you hear the word righteous, some of you are looking around to see somebody glowing, no, you are the righteous person because you have a right standing with God. You are not righteous because of what you did. You have been made righteous. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we should be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Tell your neighbor, in Christ Jesus, <coughs> you are the righteousness of God. So tell them, when the Bible talks about the righteous, Look at them. Don't look at me. When the Bible talks about the righteous, it's talking about you. Point at them. It's talking about you. So this verse, the prayer of a righteous man, and the word man there, as I said, is not man male. Okay? It's man homo sapient. Man human. The prayer of a righteous person, you may say, is powerful. Somebody says powerful. And effective. Tell your neighbor, your prayers are powerful and effective. But Salana, you need to know, we're not wasting time. We're not playing games here. Okay? We didn't come here because we didn't have anything important to do. This is far more important than anything. Are you there, Basalana? Are you there, Basalana? Are you there, Basalana? The Amplified Bible says the second part of that verse. Amplified. Let's have it again on the screen. You have to go through it and go to the second part. Let's read the earring. The earnest, yeah, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. What does it do? It makes... It does what? It makes tremendous power available dynamic in its working. Hmm? So in other words, the power wasn't available before you prayed. Oh. The power was released because you prayed. Yeah? Yeah? You, you are a powerhouse on two feet. I'm going to show you towards the end why is it that we need to pray continually or we need to have persistence in prayer. I'm going to show you. you know, But when we pray, Barcelona, it is not only God responding and God releasing power, but there's actual power released from you as well. I'm going to show you. Why? Because you and I, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you know, I found this very interesting. It's quite interesting. The word temple, there's two Greek words for temple there that are used. The one it talks about the temple as the entire temple, the outer court, the inner court, the short. But the other word actually speaks of the Holy of Holies. <laughs> when Paul says, don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? He used the Greek word for Holy of Holies. In the Holy of Holies, that is where the presence of God was located in the Ark of the Covenant. Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? Why is it? Why must I keep my body holy? Why must I stay away from sin and wrong? Why must I maintain a certain way of living and living standard? Because don't you know, don't you know, don't you know that your body is the temple, is the holy of holies. 
He says, don't you know that God dwells in you and it's in fulfillment of what he said long ago when he said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Nobody will teach their neighbor to know the Lord because I will write my laws in their hearts. I will be in them. Don't you know? Don't you know that when you pray, you release that presence? Don't you know? Don't you know that your, your, your earnest, heartfelt prayer makes tremendous power available? Don't you know? Don't you know? The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer, your prayer, my prayer, makes not just power, but tremendous power available. In other words, power is there, but is latent. Power is there, but it's inactive. Power is there, but it is hibernating. Power is there, but it's in reserve. Power is there. It's in an inactive mode. It's on pause mode. It's waiting waiting for you to activate it. Oh my goodness. To activate it through prayer. Yeah. Power is there. God is ready anytime, anywhere, any situation, any circumstance. He's waiting. It's inactive. It's hibernating. It's waiting. It's in recess. It's waiting for somebody. Somebody say activate. Tell your neighbor activate. Let's have that verse again. The earnest, heartfelt, how? How Continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in its working. Which means for every situation, there's a specific amount of power that applies to it. I'm going to show you towards the end. It's not the same amount of power that's needed in every given situation. But you have to have enough power for the given situation for things to change. Look at the neighbor and say, Shaba, yaba, 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 yaba. Look at the neighbor and say, What a shock. Look at the neighbor and say, Sagala Mazamban. You know, I was preaching in a white congregation and I kept on saying Sagalama Zambadi. They thought I was speaking in tongues. <laughs> so at the end of the service, they, were, they wanted to inquire, Hore, we hear when you preach, you keep on speaking in tongues saying Sagalama something. <laughs> what is that? Give us the interpretation. I said, I'll tell you. In Zulu, it means bag of potatoes. <laughs> Look at your name, thank you, and say Sagalama Zamba. <laughs> All right. Now, if it is that our heartfelt, continued prayer makes tremendous power available. Then, I want to make sure that my prayers will be answered. So, what I want to show you today is keys to answered prayer. As I build a strong, effective prayer life, I want to know what are the keys. Why? Because our prayers can be hindered. Let me show you a few scriptures before Reha Chakal. 1 Peter 3 verse 7, the New King James Version reads, Husbands, likewise dwell with your wives with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. So how so God is The heartfelt, effective prayer will not make much power available. So there are things that when we do, even if potentially we can have answers to prayer, but when we do certain things, our prayers won't work. One of them, if you don't treat your wife well. I hear the ladies making too many amens. Please, not so loud now. The NIV Bible read husbands in the same way, 
be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as a weaker partner. It didn't say they are weak. It says treat them as a weaker partner. In other words, they are delicate. Don't be harsh with her. She, even if she's strong, even if she's strong, there's many women who are stronger than men, even physically and otherwise. So, but Mara, 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 Mara. <laughs> but a, but, but a, a, a woman must be handled in a, in a, in a respectful, delicate manner. Not that, she, not that she's not strong. Oh, you don't like my preaching. I have a verse for you ladies how to treat your husband just now. It's coming. I must balance out this equation. But, <laughs> but it says, treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as as with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Yeah, your prayers can be hindered. Yeah. Even if, even if, even if, even if you can pray and it can have effect, there are things that when you do them, your prayers will be hindered. I have it in two other translations. <laughs> the complete Jewish Bible says, your husbands likewise conduct your married lives with understanding. Although your wife may be weaker physically, you should respect her as a fellow heir of the gift of life. If you don't, your prayers will be blocked. <laughs> I feel sorry for you who had an argument with your partner this morning. saying and have grace to each other right now, please. Don't do that. But the point I'm raising, I'm not necessarily, you know, picking on the husbands. I'm just showing you a principle there. There are certain things when you do them, doesn't matter how much you pray, your prayers are not going to work. Okay? We need to teach that. People don't know that. Okay, let's read another scripture that will apply to all of us. Okay. The second thing that will cause your prayers not to work is strive. Strive. See, if you are a fighting person, always arguing, now the ladies are not saying amen anymore. Yeah. If you are sitting next to a lady, just look at them and say, what a shock. You were inspired a moment ago. Now what happened to the inspiration? If you are a fighting type, always arguing, always bitter, always unforgiving, when on You know what, I describe it as I describe it as, as I read the Bible, one of the things I've realized is that everything works in an atmosphere. Everything in life. For instance, if you go buy plants, they'll tell you that this plant, if you want it to grow to its maximum capacity, you've got to plant it in a specific place, water it so many times, feed it with such and such. If you, if you give it the right environment, it will maximize. If you don't, it, it can even die. Everything works in an atmosphere. And, and one of the things that we need to learn is that instead of fighting with the plant, you see, through spiritual warfare, <laughs> nah, just create the right atmosphere. If you create the atmosphere, the plant will just respond to the atmosphere. You don't need, you don't need anything. If you, same thing with a church. If, if you have a certain atmosphere in your church, most people have never figured it out. If you create a certain atmosphere in a home, I heard one grandparent saying he's, he's figured out a way to get his, his children to bring grandparents to his house often. He created the atmosphere at his house. So what did he do? Who can say the swing, the, the pool, everything that children like. So when they think about grandpa, they, they, they don't make the parents sleep. So you, 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 don't, you don't have to fight the children. No, just create the atmosphere. So most people haven't realized, if you don't master the atmosphere, you can pray until you are blue in your face. It's not going to work. 
Right? You are mistreating your wife. You are full of strife. She is full of strife. She is fearing then that is what I want to call a toxic atmosphere. You can't grow anything healthy in a toxic atmosphere. Not what James says. James chapter 4, either you want something but you don't get it. That's James chapter 4 verse 2 to 3. You want something but you don't get it. You kill, you covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You don't have because you don't ask God. Watch it now. Verse 3. When you ask, you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives. You want to spend it on your pleasures. You go to the say Shabaya. Yeah. So, we, we can find ourselves in a place where we, we have all kinds of problems and we're not receiving from God because our motive is wrong. So, you know, so, and, and Jesus addressed that in the book of Matthew when he was talking about prayer because he was looking at the way the Pharisees were handling this prayer thing. They were praying, Mara, their motive was to be seen. So you can do the right thing with the wrong motive. They were fasting, but their motive was to be seen. They would give, Mara, before they give, they would sound an alarm that everybody must see that they are giving. So they are doing the right thing, Mara, with the wrong motive. So they would pray standing in the streets. And the reason is so that people were, hey, but they are prayer warriors. Jesus says, if people can say that about you because it's a show off, that's all the reward that you're going to get. That, that's all the answered prayer that you're going to get. People saying, hey, what's about appeal? Look at the neighbor and say, why are you so quiet now? Is he talking about you? Yeah. Now, Pastor, it doesn't mean... Now, listen, let's not go to the extreme. If people get to find out that you're praying, there's nothing wrong. Like, I remember as a young... Bible college student, I had someone argue with me because when we prayed, we stand. He said, you see, you, 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 you are not listening to Jesus. I said, why? He said, Jesus said the Pharisees, they love to pray standing. I said, well, why not? you know, this is where you miss. And he, says, he says, they love to pray standing. Mara, that's not where he ended. He says, they love to pray standing so that they should be seen of men. So they're standing. You can pray show off. So, so the, the issue is not the kunaming or the standing, it's the show off. If you are here this week because you want to show other people how spiritual you are, you've missed it. You missed it. Years ago, we used to go to, you know, we used to take the whole Ministry of Helps to camp. And we were still fairly a young church at the time, and we didn't have a, a large ministry of helps. That's when we were starting. And so we would always sleep over somewhere, you know, book the place, sleep over. And some of our Christians here, how no, they're praying. I mean, I mean, I mean, come on now, guys, come on. No, 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 watch. Listen to me. Nothing wrong with praying, except that they're praying in the dormitory where the other people are sleeping. See, they ask us not to pray. No, 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 no. They ask us just to show you how much they are prayer warriors. Some of you don't like my preaching at all. So there'd be people who, other people who, they would be praying the whole night. So we had to have a curfew to save us. Nine o'clock, everybody. Even if you have the spirit to intercede, if you want to intercede, go out here somewhere. And then that stopped. They didn't go. Because the ass was not. Few, some, many years ago, when Ronald Bonga moved his offices to Germany, we were fortunate to be sponsored to go and attend his fire conference in Frankfurt. You know, those days, I mean, it was a, like a direct flight we took. In, I don't know, it's, it's about 16 hours, if I'm wrong. 16 hours to Germany. Eh? Is it 12 or 16? 14 hours, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a long trip, right? So we're on this plane. We've been sponsored. And you know, on, 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 on planes, there's entertainment, there's movies, and there's, you know, 
It's a long trip. So I read, I prayed, I did what? Then I started watching a movie. But there was this person we were with. <laughs> pacing up and down the aisle, I'm telling you. With a Bible on their chest. I'm at some of you last week. Wait. With a Bible on their chest. And for some reason, for some reason, I don't understand, for some reason, they wanted to engage me in their spirituality. They'd come to me and say, do you know what the Lord just told me? And I thought, listen, I'm watching Rambo. Look. <laughs> right now, I am not in the mood to hear your conversation. I'm watching Rambo. And it is those days when, you know, the entertainment wasn't as advanced as today. It wasn't individualized. So, you know, when the movie played, if it passed, it passed. So you better watch. Anybody knows what I mean? It was all controlled, you know, somewhere. So they, they're telling me about Rambo. They're telling me about, they're telling me about what the Lord said. And then, and then, 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 I, then, then she tells me what the Lord said. I must confess, Pastor I didn't listen. I was watching Rambo. I, uh, whew, ask his. And then she, then the person left. Then they came back and they kept it the whole way. The whole way. I was so relieved when they finally got tired and fell asleep. I said, Jesus, thank you. But see, that's a wrong motive. There are things that even if they're the right things, if you do it with the wrong motive, it's not going to work for you. So here's the questions that I want to answer. What then are the keys that will lead to answered prayer? Because I don't want my prayer to be blocked. Huh? I don't want my prayers to be blocked. Number one, pray in faith. Pray in faith. But not Basarana. You cannot pray in faith if you are not clear as to what the scripture says about your need. So here we go. Establish a clear scriptural basis for your need. Faith is not conceived in a vacuum. Faith is based on the knowledge of God's word. So without the knowledge of God's word, faith can never be. Faith is based on hearing what the word of God says. The reason people don't have faith is because they don't even know what the Bible says in the very area they're trying to ask God for. There are people who just rush into prayer and if you ask them, what scripture are you standing on? They say nothing in particular. And I look at them and say, if you are not standing on anything in particular, that's what you're going to get when you pray, my dear. Nothing in particular. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope you're not nothing in particular kind of person. Romans chapter 10, let's go there, verse 14 to 17. In the New King James Version, Paul is talking about people getting saved. Verse 14 says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? So you can't believe beyond hearing. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? It is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel who bring glad tidings. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? Now note verse 17. So then faith cometh by praying. Huh? So then faith cometh by praying. Oh. If faith doesn't come by praying, why when you pray, you say, God, give me more faith? I'm praying for more faith. More faith, Jesus. I pray, I believe you, more faith. That's not how faith comes. Faith cometh by fasting. Faith cometh by standing on your head and wiggling your toes. How does faith come? 
How does it come? And hearing by? So here we go, Pastor. Before you pray for whatever area, establish the scriptural basis for your need. Decide what you need from God and find the scriptures that definitely promise you those things. Find scriptures that cover your need and take those scriptures that you find, listen to this, read them again and again and again and get them firmly fixed in your heart and in your mind through meditating on them. Don't just rush into praying. Get a scriptural foundation. You see, yesterday, and I'm so glad I got some great feedback about yesterday's sermon. But you see, yesterday's sermon, we taught for an hour. Then we prayed. But see, you can pray in faith because you've just heard the word of God. See, when you pray, China. Are you understanding what I'm saying, Bazala? How many of you keep China? It's not a it's not a hit and miss method. It's based on a solid foundation that is clear what the word of God says. And when you know what the word of God says, now note somebody says, I can't believe for something. Well, I'll tell you, what, what brings the faith is the word of God. When you hear of God's word, it lifts up your level of believing. This is what shocked me years ago when I started, you know, being listening to the word of faith. I realized my faith started growing. You know, I was one of those people who thought, no, no I can't believe for certain things. Eh? But I realized the reason you are not be able to believe for certain things is because you have a, 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 you have a, you have a deficit of God's word. There's a poverty of God's word. Because we are not taught God's word. So we were praying based on what we heard somebody say. We were copying somebody's prayer. So what we were doing is exactly what Jesus said we mustn't do. Is what we did, is what he calls vain repetitions. We were just saying what somebody else said because it sounded good. But there was no faith in our hearts. So find the scriptures. Sometimes even before praying, spend a day or two or three reading them. How do you want to say them out with your mouth? Recite them. Revive them. Think about them. If you are able to have these Bibles, say that there's these Bibles that you can play back. Listen to it. Again and again, rewind, rewind, rewind. Listen again and again. Why? The more you hear, the more faith comes. The word of God dumps faith into your spirit. It deposits faith into your spirit. Listen to it again and again. And what happens? You start believing God in that specific area. But let it be a specific scripture. Don't go read about triple six when you are believing for healing. It's not going to help you. Leave the mark of the beast alone. Don't try to get a revelation what the toe of the beast is in the book of Revelation. That's not going to help you. The apocalypse. That's not going to help you. Are you understanding what I'm saying, Mazalana? Read some, If you need healing, go for healing scriptures. Why? Jesus said the word of God is like a seed. The characteristics of seeds is that seeds produce after their kind. So in the Bible, there's healing scriptures that produce healing. Huh? There's victory scriptures that produce victory. Huh? There's peace scriptures that produce peace. There's finance scriptures that produce finance. Go to the appropriate scripture. Read it again and again. Let me not belabor that point. Continue feeding on these scriptures until they become part of your inner consciousness. You know, in 1979, Bazarana, I wanted so much to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but even when they prayed for me, I was not receiving. And sometimes I find we damage people's faith by prematurely praying for them. Let me explain that. That will help you. Because if we pray for them prematurely, where they don't receive, they start thinking that there's something wrong with them. So second time around, it's much more harder for them to believe. 
I learned that when I counseled people as a pastor to not be quick to lay hands. And some of you, all you want is just for us to pray for you. <laughs> I like that section. This looks like it's a section that needs a lot of prayer. People just come and say, they just come and say, Bishop on tapel. And I say, what for? You don't know what you must pray for. Why? And then I ask, what scripture are you standing on? Nothing in particular. <laughs> we cause more harm because when you pray and it doesn't happen, they think that their faith is weak. So next time around, you cause more harm. So I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know how. For months, I went and prayed at our church. I was honest. I was sincere. See, sometimes we think if we are just sincere and honest, God will hear. It's almost like Mudibutara Akshem, Manawatu. And then somehow, you know, the Holy Spirit will lead you. I, I then thought, okay, why don't I start reading the book of Acts? And I started reading the book of Acts, particularly places where people got filled with the Holy Spirit. I saw in Acts chapter 2, the Spirit came when they were praying. I saw in Acts chapter 4, the Spirit came when they were praying. But what hit me was Acts chapter 8. I saw how they prayed for people who had been saved to be filled with the Holy Spirit and they laid hands on them. Somehow when I read that scripture, this will save you a lot of things. This is worth everything, what I'm about to say. Somewhere as I read that portion, somehow when I read that, it occurred to me that if they can lay hands on me, I will receive. Whatever level you are at, God will meet you there. Are you understanding? I couldn't believe for the Holy Spirit to fall from heaven and fall from me. I wasn't in that range of faith yet. I wasn't there yet. Mara, I could believe for it. And God will meet you at your level. And I remember when I read that scripture, Bazalan, when I read that scripture, immediately in my heart, I, something was imparted. Faith was imparted. Or you know what? If they can lay hands on me, I'll be filled. Then the cherry on the top was when I went to Acts chapter 19 and I saw in Acts chapter 19, they laid hands on them. I said, ah, Shababa. <laughs> but I didn't know what to do because we used to meet for lunch and have prayer together and my friends would pray in the spirit. I couldn't pray in the spirit and, and I was afraid to ask them. But you know, God knows how to work things. One day after we prayed, one of my friends, Zueli, his name, as we, we closed in prayer, then he said to the other two guys, he said to a lady by the name of Figile Tanzi, there were four of us, and Zueli and myself. He said to the other three, why don't we lay hands on this guy? Yeah, the private conversations you have with God, God will make a way for you. That's why Jesus says, when you pray, go to your closet. Go speak to your father in secret. And your father who hears in secret and who sees in secret, yeah, now he will reward you openly. Uh, that was my day of reward that day. He said, well, let's pray for this guy. I just tried to be cool on the inside. Kamukhara was going, yes! I just said that. And Basala, the minute they laid hands on me, immediately, I should, no struggle. I had, been, I had been praying and seeking to be filled with the Holy Spirit for four months. But you see, because I didn't have a foundation of faith, I was going on the basis of lack and hope and fafirized praying. Muchaina. And, and that wasn't producing. I thought if I'm earnest enough, if I'm committed enough, if I just make noise to God, maybe he will hear. That's what some of you are thinking. If I can just bombard God, look at the neighbor say, I can see he's talking about you. That's why you're not saying anything. <laughs> Number two, 
Refuse to be entangled in strife. But on a strife, fighting, bitterness will kill your prayer life. It will immob, it will literally neutralize your power. Let me give you another, another thing, but that is worth everything. Can you look at me, everybody? Can you look at me for a short while? Can you look at me for a short while? I just want to show you the strategy of Satan. This is what Satan will do. The minute you start releasing your faith, while you're trusting God for something, he's going to try to create a situation of strife. I'm, I'm telling you, Vazalana. I'm telling you. You, you must, you know, one of the things I've realized personally in my work with God is that anytime there's something very significant God wants to do in my life, there'll always be a situation of big strife that will come. Yeah. And if you're not wise, you'll get taken by that strife. There are certain things, Pasalana, Ladi Taha, Zingzong. Because you know they are a distraction. They are, they are detracted. They are not the main thing. But they, they are taking you away from what God. So if you get entangled with them, you get into a toxic situation that neutralizes everything you've prayed for. Oh, that's worth everything tonight. Yeah. Yeah. When God is working in your life, that's why there are certain things, Barcelona. You need to walk away from them. Don't square up with the fighting type. There are certain wars you mustn't pick. Just let those people born. Let them, they, they let them fight on their own. You have divine destiny as your focus. You have no time to kill what God is doing in your life by involving yourself with carnal people. You have no time. You have no time. And this is why even in a church, when Satan wants to kill a church, he will stir up strife in the church. People will start fighting, asking questions, this and this, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, and many Christians don't understand. But on a strife, we must keep strife out. The Bible says in Romans 16, as much as lies within you, do everything in your power to be at peace. Shalom, shalom, peace, peace, peace to the power. Because it's in that atmosphere of peace and forgiveness and love that the power of God works. It's an atmosphere. It's an environment. The, 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 the power of God can work in an environment that is, that is, that is charged with strife. can work. And what Christians don't know is that Satan knows we are too powerful for him. And the power of God is too much for him. He can't stop you. He can't stop the power of God. He gets us to stop it. How? By making us fight with one another. So if we can fight, everything that God wants to do through us, that's the end of it. So the Bible says we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. We shouldn't be. It's going to happen so. Even in your home, Bazalan. When you're trusting God for certain things, then you start fighting. You don't even know. Neither of you knows where it started. Mario, you're fighting. You're fighting. So if you're not wise, you'll start fighting. Sometimes you just need to walk away. Don't fight. Yeah, ne? I'll take any, any amen. Even if there are few, I will. James 2, 6 says, 16 says, For where envying and strive is. James 3, 16 in King James. There is confusion in every evil work. Where envy not the new King James, the King James, please. Where envy and strife is, the King James, please, not new King James at the back. Where envying and strife is, there is what? And what? Evil work, Barcelona, is Satan who brings evil work. So when, when, you, when you go into strife, you literally open the door for Satan and say, come in. I'm telling you. 
Look at the book of Timothy. This one is even more scary. 2 Timothy 2, verse 24 to verse 26 in the New Living Translation. If you have it at the back, I guess it's in Leon. Iri, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. But must be kind to everyone. Even the fighting type. You must be kind to them. Even those who want to pick a fight with you, be kind to them. He must be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. You that does men's have a difficult There are some people that are not easy people. I hope you are not sitting. No, I'm not going to finish the story. But there are people who are just difficult people and they pride themselves in being difficult people. You, it doesn't matter what you do. You can't please them. They're always fighting. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope you're not one of those. Look what it says, we must, we must be patient with them. Verse 25, gently instructing those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Now watch. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. Look at the last part. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. You talk about state capture? This is Mzalwana capture. See, if you yield to strife, you become Satan's prisoner. And you, whatever he wants, he will just use you. You are not demon-possessed, but you are demon-oppressed. The demons don't live in you. Marade is like a remote control. Satan is very remote. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because strife opens the door. Wherever there's strife, there's confusion, there's every evil work. Now, if you yield to strife, you kill your prayers, I'm telling you. And watch it, Bazaran. The minute you start on the path of certain things, the minute you start, I don't know how to say it in English. But, huh? 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 Mzuguzugu rises. Watch it, Bazaran. Either at home, at work, in relationships, from nowhere. People just start attacking you. People who are nice to you, they start being nasty to you. On the road, somebody cuts in front of you and shows you the finger. Serious. You go to the shop, the teller there, the, the bank, the teller does something you don't like. You go to pick and pay, then the person at the counter somehow, 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 <laughs> If you are not wise, you will fall into the trap. But remember, it's not about you. It's about what God wants to do in your life. It's about the promise of God that has been, that has been there and it's about to be released in your life. I have looked down on the years I have led the church. And I can tell you times in our life when we had the, the most difficult of periods. Very difficult. And post that, there was something so major. Then I realized, most this thing is a pattern. This thing is a pattern. See, Satan wants to move you away from what God wants to do by bringing strife in your life. Stay away from the toxic atmosphere of strife. <coughs> Tell your neighbor, stay away. I'm about to be done, but in 10 minutes. Number three, have the attitude of expectation. Have the attitude of expectation. If you're going to have answered prayer, pray with expectation. Hebrews 11, verse 1 and verse 6 in the New King James Bible, it reads, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now the word hope there, Bazalana, is the word expectation. Faith 
is the substance of things that are expected. Have an attitude of expectation. When you pray, expect God to hear you. Expect the answer to come. Don't pray. You know some of you are last resort. <laughs> Some of you, you don't like the preaching, but I'm just explaining. So, so the prayer is the last resort. You are saying, well, you know, I'm just throwing the last roll of the dice. Everything has failed. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Yes, it is. It didn't work. So as a last resort, you come for prayer. There's no faith. There's no faith. Some people There's no connection here. Because the power of God flows through you. When you lay hands on people, there are times when you can sense the anointing move from you to them. There are certain people, even if the anointing is strong, when you lay hands on them, it's like they're an anointing blocker. Doesn't flow at all. And, it, and I've learned when I prayed for people, this is for you pastors, ne? you can pick up people like that. So if you want to see more results, don't pray for them first. They will kill everybody's faith. Put them number last. remnants, Whatever is left. They're not going to believe for it anyhow. So just pray for them last. Start with the ones who are believing. This is for the pastors. Okay. Verse 6. But without faith, without faith, it is what? It is what? It is what? To do what? Watch it now, Erin. For he who comes to God, yeah? Yes, that? And that he is a of those who diligent. When you come to God, you come with expectation. You come with expectation. I know he is. I know he will reward me because I'm seeking him. You come with expectation. Without that, without faith, it's impossible to please God. If you don't come with that attitude of expectation, it doesn't matter how many hours you pray. See, there's people when they pray, there's no faith. There's no faith. There's no faith. Some people will say, I'll pray for you. You can just pray. There's no faith. Look at your neighbor and say, please have faith in your heart. And number four, and finally, Bazalon, this one is going to be very good. Persevere in your prayers. Look at your neighbor and say, Kondelel. Look at your other neighbor and say, you need a lot of Kondeleling. Persevere or persist. Now, I want to ask a question, Bazaran, and I'll answer it. Why do we need to persevere? You know, I, I, I've often asked myself, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Jesus, you, 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 when you taught, you said, your father knows the things that you did even before you ask him. So, if God knows what I need, why are mudimu asare? Have you ever asked that question? It's bothered me myself to say, but why must I persist? Why? Is it that God is hard of hearing? Or is it that he didn't hear me first time I prayed? Is it that maybe I need to persist just to wear him down until in, 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 in exasperation he finally grants me what I'm asking for? I'm going to show you. Ephesians 6.18 says, says in the King James, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance. You know, Masalana, I'm going to show you something that really blessed me when I was thinking about this and, and studying on this. 
We need perseverance because there are different amounts of anointing and power that are needed to achieve different results. I'll explain it. I'll explain it. I'll explain it. Remember where we started. When we pray, it's not only God responding, but there's also power that flows through us. So, to achieve certain results, there's a certain amount of power needed. Let me give you an example. The amount of candlelight power we need to light up this auditorium is not the same as the amount of candlelight power you need to light up a stadium. Go on the stadium, you'll note that we use the auditorium during the day. We don't use it at night. Because at night to use it, can I, you must give me the figures. Uh, did they tell us how much does it cost per hour? 80,000, eh? Yeah, yeah. At Orlando, yeah, to switch it on, fella, it's 80,000 rands. Just to switch it on. 80,000 rands. We're not, we're not. 80,000 rands. And from then there, because if you look at the lights, they call it, I don't know why they call it candle light. You need so many bulbs and so many lights. So, it is the same electricity, the same candle light power, but for it to light up Orlando Stadium, you have to have it in a certain amount of saturation. Are you hearing my point? Are you hearing my point? It's the same light. It, it, the function is the same. Let, let, let me show you. Go with me to Mark chapter 6. I want to show you things we read in the Bible. We don't see them. Go with me. Mark chapter 6. You'll find this very interesting in the NIV. Jesus goes to his home country in Nazareth. Are you with me? Are you with me? In Nazareth. This is an interesting thing. You've read it before, but there's something you haven't seen. He could not do any what? Any what? Any what? Any? Any? Any miracles there except what? And do what? Mamelang, mamelang. He healed them. People got healed, but there were no miracles that happened. But there were healings that happened. But it is the same anointing from the same Jesus. Ah, you're not hearing me. In other words, for miracles to happen, you need that same anointing in a certain proportion. You need a certain amount of the same anointing. It has to be much more greater. Yet the same anointing can heal. Probably kibadi headache, the flu Who got healed? Mara, it is the same anointing. It is the same Christ. It is the same power. It just differs in candlelight saturation. That's why we need persistence. Because the longer you pray is the longer you release more saturation. Certain things need a certain level. Pasalana, there are measures in God. There are different intensities in God. There are levels of saturations that differ. If you just pray only once a month, there's a certain level of anointing in your life. If you pray every day for two minutes, there's a certain level. If you pray for two hours every day, there's a level. There's three hours, there's a level. You pray for one month, there's a level. There's different levels and there's different saturations and there's different intensities. And those different levels and different saturations will produce different results. Let me give an example. Some of us, or some of you, you go on holiday to these places and they have all kinds of amenities. And because you can't swim, all you do is to sit 
and dunk your feet in the pool. Now you are in water. Umometi. We can't argue that. You can't umometi. You use the water. <laughs> when you come back from holiday, like you just came, like, hey, yeah. yeah, you were in water. We, we, there's no dispute. Mara, there are those who, who know how to swim. Mara, they swim in the shallow end because they're afraid they're going to drown. Same water. But there are those who go to the deep end and they run and they dive in. But even then, there's another level of water where people go out to go and do snorkeling. It's another level. Scuba diving, it's another, it's, it's, it's water. Mara, it's different levels and different intensity. Oh, I see you operating in another level. Oh, yeah. So, why, why do we need to pray consistently persevering, praying always, all the time, is to increase the level. Let me show you, there's many levels mentioned in the Bible. Let me show you, let me show you. When it comes to faith, when it comes to faith, Jesus talks about no faith. It's all in the Bible. I don't have the, I won't show you the scriptures. Little faith, faith, great faith. It's all faith. It's different levels. Different saturations. Different intensities. You got, no, there's some people where the, Mona is as he marveled because of their unbelief. Bible ever Unbelief. Babang, he went to them, he says, how is it that you have, you have no faith? To others he says, you of little faith. It's still faith. Then others he says, I've never seen such Great faith. It's, it's still faith. Still faith. Let me show you another scripture, and I'm not going to read it because I'm chasing time. It's, 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 it, used to, it used to strike me, the scripture, when I read it years ago. In Genesis 18, when, when God came in the form of a man and came to Abraham, go to Genesis 18. I want to show you something. Verse 16. It says, when the man got up to leave, this is God coming in the form of man, talking to Abraham. They looked down towards Sodom. And Abraham walked along with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation and all nations of the earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that I will direct his children and his household after him to keep the ways of the Lord. Verse 20. Watch this now. Then the Lord said, the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin is so grievous. That I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will. Mamela, Mamela. They have been sinning all along. But the sinning level hadn't reached a certain level of intensity that God could start judging. Ah, you are not hearing. So God says, I'm going to check if they have reached that saturation level. Because there's a certain level how where things happen, just like in prayer. Just like in prayer. Just like in prayer. You, 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 you can pray and stay at one level. Mara, you can pray and increase the level. Increase the intensity. But then it's almost like what happened today. It rained so, so much. And the reason it rained is because there was a lot of moisture that went up into the air. But remember, moisture always goes up into the air. Always goes up. But it doesn't rain every day. It only rains in days when enough moisture has gone up into the atmosphere and it has reached a saturation level to an extent that the heavens cannot hold it back. It just has to release it. I'm here to tell you the heavens will not be able to hold back your prayers. They're going to release them. Oh, yeah. you got to have enough prayer moisture going up to increase in intensities. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? 
In Acts chapter 4, verse 33, it talks about the apostles. Watch this. This is different intensities. And with great power, not just with power, with great power, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace, not just grace, great grace. There's levels. There's different intensities. There's different saturations. It's up to you what level you want to remain at. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Why do we need to pray consistently, perseveringly? It's because there's certain saturations that happen when we pray like that. Sometimes we stop before we've reached a certain level of saturation. But what you are praying for needs a certain amount of candlelight power to produce results. It's almost like the battery of a car. The battery of a car, King, is it 12 volts? It has 12 volts. But they will tell you that when you start the car, the battery must be okay and it must generate 12 volts. If it, if it generates 10 volts, the car won't start. The car won't start. So particularly some of these recent cars that have got these computers and everything. So, you know, because it's, it's, even if it's off, it's on. The computers are running. So when you start it, if, it, if, 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 if it, it's not 12 volts that are discharged at the same time, it's only 10 volts, the car won't start. Because it needs 12 volts to start. Not 10 volts. Some of you, you are living a 10 volt life. But I'm prophesying from today. You're going to reach a 12 volt. Stop having a 10 volt prayer life. Take your prayer life to a 12 volt prayer life. How do you do it? You prayed for people yesterday. Here's my suggestion. Keep on praying for them. I said keep on praying. Keep on releasing the saturation power. Keep on. Keep on. Keep on. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Don't give up. Just keep on. You are giving one volt at a time. Second volt. Number two. You keep on adding the volts and adding the volts. One day it will fit at 12 volts. And before you know where you are. And it all starts because you have reached that point of saturation. That's why we need to pray consistently. And I've realized... When you pray consistently, you, you reach certain levels of outcomes that cannot be reached by those who visit prayer. It's only those who pray without ceasing who will see certain levels because you reach that level of great grace, great anointing. Do you realize that even Jesus, there's a time he prayed for a guy who was blind. He prayed for him first time. Then then the guy went out and Jesus said, what do you see? He says, I just see things that are misty like, they're shady. It's like trees in jail. I can't see what it is. And Jesus brought him back and <laughs> released another saturation. And after he prayed for him and the guy says, now I can see. If Jesus can do it twice, why can't you do it twice yourself? Uh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. If Jesus can pray twice, why or why not do you give up? Because there's a certain amount of charge and discharge that we need. Are you ready to pray? Stand up, let's pray and just pray and pray. There's areas that you've prayed for that you've given up on. I want you tonight to pray for them. Let us pray. Just stand up and pray right now in the name of Jesus. Go back to them and pray for them in the name of Jesus. Pray right now. Pray right now. Just pray right now all over the place. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Raise your voice and begin to pray all over the place. All over the place. Thank you, Lord, that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Thank you that we can pray without ceasing. Thank you that we can pray persistently. As you said, watching thereunto with all perseverance and prayer. Thank you that we can persevere in prayer. Thank you that we can release your anointing in different proportions. Thank you that we're not going to shy away from it. We're not going to keep away from it. We're going to do it. Keep on praying, Bazalana. Keep on praying right where you are. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Pray, everybody. Raise your voice and pray in this house. Whatever area you have prayed about in the past, 
and it looks like there's a wall there. It looks like there's an immovable wall there. Go back to that wall. Go back to that same area tonight and release the power of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as you pray, allow the Spirit of God to lead you. Even pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in other tongues for that area. And release the power of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We thank you that our prayers produce results. We thank you that our prayers move things. Mokoria kolede ibisi atumuni mini kitiri araba ha porotele desi.